uses the pro- correct pronunciation. So, yeah, but I was thinking of just Viano uh, is the energy moving from the inward outward, so it's like reaching energy. Yeah. Um, um, and then the other four are, I just was saying, um, sorry? The other four, it, uh, the little acronym I used was UPSA, U-P-S-A, UPSA. Uh-huh. So from the top to the bottom, U is Udana, P is Prana, S is Samana, Samana, mm-hmm. and A was Ananda. Mm-hmm. And then, because um, I was just thinking about going from the top to the bottom based on that little picture. Right. Um, Upsa or Upsa. Um, and then uh, I know you were thinking like like when you were saying the you know the definition and then thinking of like a couple little words that will help you remember the right. the definition that was more what you were going for. But I just couldn't. I was trying to remember all the words and I I had to have some kind of an acronym to help me remember the words initially. You know, before I even went there. Yes. Um, and so then, um, so I got the the Vayana and then Ananda because that's like Chit, uh, chit Ananda, like the opening invocation. So I was thinking of, oh no, I'm I'm getting confused. See, I'm going into the koshas now. <laughs> Ananda. Okay. So what was the other one? The last one is Apana. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it didn't even work. My little, I'm getting all messed up in my head, but yeah. So obviously, I have a little more work to do. But I was hoping, like, because you know, some of the other ladies had experience that this would be more of a learning kind of session for me. I could like just listen. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Letting me kick it off with you know. <laughs> well, if you think about if you but. think about prana as like your bank account, right? You've got money to spend. You've got life force energy to spend, so to speak, right? Yeah. And, and when you're thinking about your money, there's some of it that, you, oh, I want to take my friends out to dinner. Oh, but I also want to you know, put some in my IRA or my retirement account, right? And, and, and then I want to you know, pay off my bills and, oh, I want to self-nurture. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, and maybe I want to invest in my education or some kind of growth avenue. So you're spending your money in these different ways. And if you think about the values, like the same um, analogy or a similar analogy with your prana, I think that can be helpful. Does that make sense? Because, but yeah, it's fine. I've never studied these before. They're inner winds, and the koshas are more like layers of the, of the being. Is that the yes. difference between? Well said, Stephanie. Well said. So let's just focus on the values and then and and find these using that analogy if it works for everyone with the money in the bank and then see if we can understand like um so so let's start with uh let's start with apana value. What would that I mean let's just be playful in Dr. Susie. What would what kind of spending your money for apana or your prana for in the apana vein, what would that feel like, look like? What do you think? Like paying your utilities and your, like, the things that have to be paid in every month. It's the, the, the money that goes out to the things that are just for maintenance. Right. Because it's grounding. Very good. Yeah. I think about things like that, too. Or, or even paying off debt. The way it's like, ugh, you're just like letting go of the old things that really ground you. 
your apana energy. So, and, and yes, yes, the root. Yes. Okay. So, so then let's go into asanas. What are some of the ways that we move energy to evoke the apana vayu when we're in an asana? Um, Padabanda? Yeah, the feet and the pelvic floor and the strength of the legs. Yeah? So if you were going to say to your students, let's send some of our prana in the apana you know, way or the apana channel, and, and what what kind of things would you say? Hug muscle to bone in the legs. Feel the apana. Hook your tailbone to the floor. Yeah, hook your tailbone. Snuggle your feet into the mat. Root down through the pads of your feet. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's getting that. It's like, you know that feeling yeah. when you pay your utility bills, like Nina said, or you pay off that debt that you've been whittling down, that final payment? What is the feeling that you get with that? Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Relief, freedom, fresh start. Yeah, very. It's, it's very grounding. So it's really nice to have these little common shared stories to give to your students so they go, oh, yeah, I get that. So you're building a bridge. Because if they just feel, you know, here, apana vayu is the inner wind where prana is helping us with grounding and elimination and letting go of the past. You know, those are nice words, but when you can get them to have that aha, yeah, moment by giving them little stories, like I've been there, I've lived that, that's that bridge building because you're getting them to feel what you're teaching and that's where the true teaching comes in when they feel it themselves like ah yes make sense yes okay all right so then um let's go to udana vayu so that's flowing in the neck and head and anybody want to give their impressions of udana vayu clear thinking yes Good. Oh, and then bank account wise, oh, maybe investing in uh, like a communications course <laughs> workshop. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> and even if you look at that little picture from that that ha uh, handout that I sent to everybody, you can see and and even in the written description that Udana Vayu is sort of regulating the connection between the heart and the head through the throat through communication. And through also just understanding that relationship of heart and head. So, you know, when we were talking about the Shakti waves and the, the, the impulses from the heart, eventually, when we allow them, starting to stimulate the mind to work out the logic hopefully for the positive impulses. Sometimes habitually the mind starts working out the logic based on the fear-based impulses, right? We have to watch that gently. But in a healthy movement of Udana Vayu, we're constantly going, I feel something in my heart that's like a really excited, eager urge. And I wonder how I could move energy through that urge up the throat into the heart to use my thinking and my speaking to support its unfolding. 
right? So that's a big part of Udanavayu. Like before a dream starts to manifest physically in your life, you're thinking about it a bit. And, and what is the nature of how you spend that prana when you're thinking about a dream? Are you thinking more like, ah, I should just give it up, it'll never happen? Is that the nature of how you're using your Udana prana? Or are you going, you never know. If I stay open and look for the stepping stones, I bet they're going to reveal themselves to me. If I just stay in that uh, anything's possible, I'm open and powerful and brilliant, so I'm sure I can you know, collect the resources and people to make this happen. I'll just keep saying I want it in a way that serves my highest and offers to those around me, and, and I'll see what happens. I know it's happened before. You know, it, that's a way to start moving, spending your prana in this udana way that is more in the productive rather than the limiting sense. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I like how Lisa said, yeah, invest in a communications course. <laughs> and in a sense, you guys investing in this 300-hour teacher training program is an example of spending some of your prana in the Udana vein, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? So I, I'm hoping this is, this is a helpful analogy for you. Let me know if you're like, let's, can we find another one? <laughs> I do have a quick question, Jen. Okay. In, in the words that described Udana Bayou said that it was an ascending energy, but in one of the little picture pictographs of it it was a descending energy from the head down to the heart but it sounds like from what you're saying it's more of an ascending energy you know that's that's so beautiful nina i'm so glad you said that there's always it's always cyclical isn't it like the, the, the heart going let's do this this could be so amazing and then the head going okay but wait a second here you know, and, and then the logic is there's always those little bit of obstacles, and that will go back down to the heart where the heart gets a little heavy about, oh, really, is it going to be that hard? Maybe we should give it up. And then the heart, you know, reignites and says, no, Ganesh is teaching us to, to learn from the obstacle. Don't let it shut you down. And then the mind goes, okay, let's dig a little deeper. And so there's always this back and forth. But the predominant is, just like the Shakti wave, the predominant energy is the swell of the heart's positive impulse is tickling the mind to start dreaming about, thinking about the throat, to start talking about the unfolding of it rather than the difficulty of it or the lack of it. Do you see what I'm saying? You you want it to be a stronger, the heart's leadership moving up through the throat and into the mind. You want that to be the predominant flow. Right, but there's always going to be a feedback loop. Yeah, got it. Yeah, nice. Really good. Okay, so now I'm going to shut up and say, is Delara with us? I'm here. Yay! Well, let. I'm sure you guys all did, did it while I was being late, but I want to say congratulations hugely to your blossoming family. That Thank is you. so Yay. exciting. So are they are they with you yet? When are they coming? Uh, we don't know the when exactly yet. We have a meeting with all of the caseworkers and everybody involved uh, on the 13th of July. So at that point, and they and they just as a precaution, like that's when they do what they call the formal presentation of the of their case. So we get like the whole history of what the kids have been through. I'm bracing for that one. <laughs> wow. I'm bringing. 
issues essentially. <laughs> um, and then and then we'll come up with a transition schedule. And they usually wait until that point to tell the kids what's happening. Okay. Um, just in case people change their mind. I can't imagine Steve and I hearing anything that would change our minds. But you never know. So we're yeah. just staying open. Now, are they brother and sister? Um, yes, they are. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. I, I watched this series called Chef's Table. And I don't know if anybody, a Netflix series, it's amazing. And one of the chefs, this French woman who's in San Francisco, is, was adopted as a brother-sister pair uh, by her parents. And it's such a beautiful story. And when I got your email, I was like, oh, I thought about that story. That might be a fun one to watch for you and Steve yeah. if you're interested. Yeah, yeah and it's just so lovely. Oh, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Okay, so Delara, um, the yes. Viana Vayu, tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about that and let's see if we can fit that into our money in the bank, spending money yeah. analogy. So I, um, and you know, so if we, please feel free to correct if wrong or whatever. I often think of Viana Vayu as moving from center outward, like radiating. So like, um, because I because I think of it or I understand it as a radiating energy from cent from center to the periphery, um, it makes me think of like so. I guess within this analogy, it makes me think of all the ways in which we can spend our resources toward toward joyfulness and connecting with the world around us. Yeah. So it's not the things that make us introspective and like turn inward and you know do do all the inner harvesting. It's more like going to an art exhibit or. Um, you know, uh, spending money to go out and have high tea with friends or, um, which is something we like to do. <laughs> nice. Or, you know, like whatever. So yeah. that's, that's sort of, I mean, within the financial analogy, that's how I think of Viana Bayou. Right. Exactly. Beautiful. Like community outreach. Community yeah. outreach is yeah. a really nice way to think about it. Whether you're donating money to your favorite organization or you're gathering a bunch of friends to go out and have high tea, that kind of community building and connection is the essence of Vayana Vayu. And you sense, yeah. and you can sense with prana as the idea of prana as resource, you know, money as resource, you can kind of sense these five basic ways that we spend our, our resources and it's a nice balanced picture right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so Vayana Vayu is like community outreach spending some of your resources doing some outreach and some connecting with the world and the people out, out, outside you nice good good and then like Lisa said Udana Vayu like your communication skills specifically that communication between heart and head Right, so the, the words you're saying and the thoughts you're thinking, are they supporting the blossoming of the positive impulses of the heart? Yeah, so that might even be meditation and journaling, um, deciding to go on a walk with a friend and, and you and the friend say, let's only talk about our bright future. No telling stories of what isn't working. I do that a lot with my friends when I walk in the forest. You know, All the way up the hill, let's just talk about you know, our, our dreams as if they've already come true. And then on the way down, you know, whatever, we can kvetch. <laughs> you know, just little things like that. That's like, that's a, a channel for Udana Vayu. Okay, um, uh, let's go with Pranavayu, Nina. 
front of you. Yeah. Um, is uh, so pranavayu is sort of the energy of the lungs and the heart. I would say. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Should we come back to you? Yes. Okay. okay yes. No, it's okay. That's part of motherhood. Uh, all so right. I'll do samana by you then. Perfect, Stephanie. Perfect. So, so samana is the opposite of viana by you. It's actually samana by you is the hugging in. Beautiful. Inward. And it um, draws your energy towards your body, towards the abdomen area. And I just like to think of it as um, hugging people in, um, getting your the people who are most important to your life in. You're spending, I guess, in the money analogy, spending money on those people, being with those people, investing more so not really money, but your time, your efforts, and your energy in those people that you want to hug in to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then also it could just be your personal work, digesting, like you think about Vayana as outreach. I'm going to go mix it up with a lot of people. I'm going to go see what's happening in the world and spend some of my energy getting involved in everything around me, right? And then Samana Vayu, like you said, being the opposite or the balancing point, perfect. You're also going to go into your quiet moments and, and you see where the energy is around digestion, right, and taking things in and gelling them deeply inside. It's like contemplation. Take in the data that you collected from your outreach and make sense of it in your own way. Let it transform you deep inside like the transformative fires of digestion. Make sense? Yes. Yeah, beautiful, good. I like that you just intuitively saw it as the opposite of Vayana. Yeah, and you can sense we do spend, if we're in a balanced life, we are spending time, resources, with self-care, trying to make sense of ourselves. That's a big thing with yoga. Sit down, turn inward, and, and, and do a little contemplation. Get to know yourself. And a lot of people skim the surface of life and don't take time to spend you know, their energy with that samana um, Vayu. I, I think that's one that in the Western world, anyway, we could give a little more love to. Because we can get uprooted if we're all Vayana, Vayana, Vayana. You know, we can get uprooted from our inner navigation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then um, Apanavayu, you, uh, you want to go for that one, Lisa? Um, so that's the one that I said was Ananda at the first. <laughs> But that was the kosha. So apana is the one on the bottom, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like a a grounding kind of energy. Yeah. Um, we already sort of said that though. That yeah. It was like paying off debt. Yes. Yes. Grounding yeah. and grounding, and you might say releasing. Yeah, yeah. Letting go. Yeah, I see it as those two things: like let go of the past. You know, look. You know, look to your future. Don't carry around resentments and regrets. You know, that's part of Aponavayu. Sometimes it takes a little bit of energy and resource to, to clear the past, to do that clean elimination to move forward. But it is also just very grounding. I'm here now. I'm safe. I have my basic needs taken care of. Because without that letting go of the past and the basic needs to k- taken care of, it's very difficult to grow. 
It's very difficult to, to even feel whole and, and healed. So it's like that's that very bottom baseline of this is fertile ground from which I can grow. So what are some things we would spend money on that would be in the vein of a Pana Bayou? And I know a we're... Comfortable, go ahead. Sorry. A comfortable bed. Nice! I love it! That's a <laughs> wonderful one. Good. More? Um, Self-care stuff, maybe? Like, um, like really healthy food and, you know, making sure we're, like, well-nourished and take, just taking good care of ourselves? Yeah. Good. And that will also help with that elimination piece in a physical sense. Yes, very good. And like me, um, and Nina sorry. said, paying bills, you know, paying, yeah, your, yeah. paying rent, paying mm-hmm. bills, you know, make, taking care of your home. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you'll, if, when you're feeling ready, you'll venture into t- telling these stories to your students, you know, even just choosing one of the values. You could introduce, you know, have your, a little outline until you're really... Um, clear with all five of them and introduce the class and you know, talk about the values as ways that you can spend your pranic bank account and then decide on one of them for that class because you know today's theme is going to be just basic grounding you know getting getting ourselves set like when you clear your desk and then you want to sit down and create that's sort of a pana value so we're going to practice today really feeling our feet in our strong pelvic floor you know, just that one value you can take into the theme for your class. But it's nice to introduce all of them, right? Because then people's appetite get wet, gets wet. Ooh, the values. Interesting. My teacher taught me about the values. All right. So, um, Nina, you ready to take a, a dive yeah, into Yeah, Car- Carlin's nursing now, so hopefully she'll be happy. Yum, um, yum. So, kind of pretty much the opposite of... Apanabayu. So Apanabayu is that grounding, um, like energy that's moving downward. Pranabayu is kind of moving upward and sort of regulates in my mind, like the upward movement of our spine and uplifting um, energy. Uh, I guess I'm a little, I'm not, this is the first time I've ever like been introduced to the Vayu. So I'm not really sure how Pranabayu um, is, different than, say, um, Udanavayu, because um, I feel like Pranavayu is, like, again, like, also similar to Vayanavayu, where you're, like, you're spreading yourself, and you're, like, reaching out into the world, and you're, um, you're sending your energy up and out rather than down and in, mm-hmm. I feel like, with Pranavayu, but I don't know, like, the subtle difference of, of how that is, how Pranavayu differentiates from the other two that seem to be uh, more of an outward-moving prana. So maybe you can, yes, someone yes. can verify yes. that for me. Yes, yes. You ask the best questions, Nina. You really do. I love it. So um, prana and apana, and the reason I have them on that page on the left side together and then the other three on the right side is, is part of the answer to your awesome question. So if you think about a tree and Part of its energy is holding a strong trunk and a, and a root system that digs deeper into the earth, right? Yeah. And, and you can guess that's a panabayu, right? And then another bit of its energy is always drawing nutrition up from the roots 
through the trunk into the branches so that they can keep spreading outward and upward. And, yeah. and in the right season, you know, spring and summer, there, th- that prana rising will get so strong that it will make leaves and flowers and fruit and there would be bees and birds buzzing around, right? And so those are base energies. I need to be connected to the earth and drinking energy from the earth. I also need to be doing something with that grounding energy. So I need to be taking it up into growth. Those are like very general I need to be rooted and I need to be growing. I need to be rooted and I need to be growing. So those are general, the two general directions of our prana. Take care of myself, become something more. Heal, grow, right? Remember, celebrate. And then you go over to the three on the right side of the page and they're saying, let's get a little more specific. Let's get just a little bit more specific. Like the Samana Vayu, you sense, oh, that's really related to Apana. It's a grounding by digestion and self-contemplation, going deep inside to digest everything I've become so far, everything I've lived so far. Let me digest that and see who I am in this moment. Let me take it into my bones, right? Very similar, but it's more specific and maybe even more spiritual than physical, like, or, you know, it's a little bit more, has a little more depth and specificity to it. And then Udana Vayu is, is more related to prana. It's like, yes, let's grow. Let's make sure that there is a clear connection between heart and head as we grow. Do you, do you get a sense of that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And then, and then Vayana Vayu also is more related to prana. It's like, as we grow, let's make sure that we're uh, mixing it up with those around uh, us and that, that our growth, it's like the way the tree is feeding the ecosystem that it's part of, yeah. you know, as well as just expressing for its own individual growth. Yeah, it's providing yeah. food for the, for the birds. It's providing um, wonderful smells for the environment. It's providing shade. It's sequestering carbon from the air. It's offering oxygen, all of that. It's dropping its leaves to compost the earth. That's Vayana Vayu of the tree. It's making an offering to everything around it. But that's an aspect of prana. Does that help? Yeah, that helps a lot. That makes it very clear to me. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome question. Okay, good. So again, the values and all of these things that we've covered in, in this training, I, I'm, the most important thing is that I whet your appetite and I make you feel at least um, the beginnings of, yeah, I could get this. So that later when you feel eager, you go back to it and you dive in a little deeper and then you feel like, okay, now I'm ready to share it with my students. Okay, so let's move on to the koshas. The, the little cloaks. All right, so who um, made a little song for the koshas? <laughs> Does anybody, can anybody close their eyes and rattle them off? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yay. Okay. Uh, go for it, Nina. Uh, Anamaya Kosha, Pranamaya Kosha, 
Mana Maya Kosha, Vajana Maya Kosha, Ananda Maya Kosha. Nice. Very nice. Okay. And then, Lisa, give us in general, what are the koshas? Um, they're like the layers of being mm -hmm. from like the where our body interacts with the physical world all the way like moving inward. That's the general sense I got. The, like the most innermost one, the Ananda Maya Kosha being like your true self or just like, I mean, like Ananda means bliss. But it's like that calm inner being. Yeah. And there's, there's always a pulse that goes through the layers inward and from the innermost through the layers outward. It's like you're doing this little heartbeat. Your prana is just sort of um, filtering through the layers to the core of you and from the core of you out through the layers. And, and you'll get a sense of that as we read through them. You'll be like, these are almost like layers of awareness. But they're layers of beingness and layers of expression because all of that is happening at the same time. We are both experiencing from a very personal um, perspective everything that we're you know, thinking, everything that we're you know, feeling with the, the tangible part of ourselves and everything that the soul is receiving from our, our life. Yeah, uh, and the deeper wisdom we're experiencing. All those layers from a personal view are happening. And, the, and at the same time, the way that we're mixing it up with others, you know, you're, you're here, we're sharing here a lot of uh, Manamaya Kosha. We're sharing like the, the let's think this through energy together. Right. Okay. So, um, Anamaya Kosha. What does Ana mean? Food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then, Stephanie, tell us about Anamaya Kosha. Well, Anamaya Kosha um, is your outermost layer of koshas. Mm -hmm. uh, is that right? I'm getting confused. No, it is. It is. Well, think. Think. Okay. Of, okay think about. You know. How, okay. When you say the gross and the subtle, or you say the general and the specific. When, when when you're saying the gross, what what do you mean? What is does that mean? Um, does that seem like outer or inner? It's outer. Right, because you're thinking about zooming out the broader picture, the outer shell. That's the gross. That's the general. Right, and then the specific gets smaller and smaller. You think about the known universe. That's that's gross. That's big. And then you think about you know a cell in your pinky finger. That's very specific, right? And so Anamaya Kosha is the outermost, the physical self. Okay. And so. Um, Okay, okay, let's just keep going through this. What I, what I want to do is by the end of this, have each of you feel comfortable giving like a one phrase definition of all, like I want you to be able to say the koshas are blah, anamaya kosha, blah, blah, manamaya kosha, blah, blah, dhyanamaya kosha, blah, blah, and, and anandamaya kosha. So it's something that you could easily rattle off to your students, right? Okay, so so um, Lisa, give me... Wait. Go ahead. I, 
I have a question. Go. Because I'm looking at the drawings that you sent us, and Anamaya, A-N-A-M-A-Y-A, mm -hmm. is actually the smallest one, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ananda, A-N-A-N-D-A-M-A-Y-A, is actually, in the drawing, the bigger one. Mm-hmm. So, which is Anna, A-N-A-M-A-Y-A, the innermost kosha, or is it the outermost kosha? It, oh, gosh, that is so, that is such a good question. Because I'm so confused. No, I'm no, no, no. myself. No. Because I'm looking at your drawing, and then I'm looking at um, my 200 hour, because we went through the koshas as well, and they... They have Ananda, A-N-A-N-D-A-M-A-Y-A, is the outermost layer kosha. And the Anana, which they did two N's, A-N-N-A-M-A-Y-A kosha, is the inner being. So I'm confusing myself. I don't know. Well, it's... <laughs> It's this is a really a really good question. Of course, the Anandamaya Kosha, which is our bliss state or our pure energy state, is going to be the broadest. Yes, oh. yes. Okay. And but people, you because it's the unseen to say that it's only outside of us would be silly because. Anandamaya kosha, or the energy of your soul, is alive in every cell of your body. But in general, you're going to see these shells as the Anandamaya kosha being the outermost. So I did okay. did confuse you with that last explanation. The way that really helps me think about it, rather than inner and outer, because then, like, what, where are you going in and out from your the, your skin, or like, yeah. is to think of it as like like gross to like the, the types of energy the energy being most gross to most finite so like if you think about uh, it even in like we dealing with chemistry last yes, week yes. or two weeks ago that like an anamaya kosha is like big molecules right it's things that are very physical yes. um and that anandamaya kosha is like the little like neutrinos like that are the tiniest tiniest biddiest things but that yeah. are even though they're bitty they're not like necessarily inside they're in everything that's beautiful that's beautiful wonderful nina yeah yeah or even just like um um uh different states of water right when it's liberated as steam that's like the Anandamaya Kosha. It can go anywhere. It's totally liberated. And then yeah. it starts to gel a little bit more into condensation. And then water. And then solid ice. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. So, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. But sorry, I did sort of flip that and confuse you. And, and thank you for pointing that out, Stephanie. Okay. So the Anamaya Kosha is really, it, it's immediately available. You can, you know, squeeze your bicep. You can take a bite of a hamburger. It's all of the tangible, physical, chewy experience of life, of being human. Okay. And then um, tell us, uh, Dalara, Pranamaya Kosha. The pranamaya kosha is the energetic layer or sheath or aspect of our being, however we want to say it, is the energetic kosha. Um, it has, it has, it, so it relates to our breath, it relates to our life force, 
Um, but it also has, so it's somewhat tangible in that you can feel your breath. You can feel when energy moves through the body and you get hot or cold, but it's not as tangible and chewy as the, the physical body that has form and structure and all of that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a little less, a little less formed, um, and very powerful and animating for the body and for your, your whole being. Great. Good. Good. All right. So then let's stop right here and let's go back to kosha in general. Each of mm -hmm. you it, uh, give the answer to this question, starting with Dalara. What's a kosha? What are the koshas? Mm -hmm. A kosha is a sheath or um, an as I like the, I like the word aspect an aspect of our of our beingness. So um, yeah, that's how I would say it very simply. Yeah. Okay. And then we might say something about how they layer. Yeah. The layers of yeah. our beingness or something like that. Okay. So, so yeah. and there's going to be a lot of repetition here, but that's part of learning. So don't don't be shy to to repeat. So Stephanie, what are the koshas in general? Well, there's a Kind of like layers of an onion, you know, you peel it back one, and then there's another layer there. So it's like peeling an onion, layers of our being, of ourselves. Excellent. Good. Love it when you build those little bridges with analogies. Okay. Lisa, what are the koshas? The koshas are the layers of our beingness. Great. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's okay to keep it and general. Because you were going to say, how do they, you were asking, how do they relate? Think, well, we can well, think about them. Oh, sorry. No, good. Go. Um, we can think about them as moving from the gross to the subtle. So. Um, yeah, that's like, a yeah. That's a I'm wonder. That's a wonder. She's doing a segue into listing the five. That's perfect. Okay, Nina. What are the koshas? The koshas are um, the five layers of our. Being. Yeah. <laughs> I had something else I was going to say before and I forgot what it was. Yeah, the five layers of our being. Yeah, nice. Okay. And now, um, same short answer. Delara, what's Anamaya Kosha? The Anamaya Kosha is the layer of our physical, tangible body. Great. Okay. Stephanie? It's flesh, it's skin, it's bone, it's being it's the um levels of ourself that we can tangibly identify ourselves with yeah yeah it's like the the five senses can take in the anamaya kosha okay lisa what's anamaya kosha um it's our outermost physical self yes nina what's anamaya kosha uh, anamaya kosha is the layer of ourself that has form and structure so that we can sense with our, yeah, with our five senses. Good, good. Yeah, and then remembering, what does the word ana mean in Sanskrit? Food. Food, yeah. Food. Yeah, so it's like the part of us that we can take a bite of. You know, you can be playful like that. Okay. And then pranamaya kosha. Give us the short definition, Dalara. Prana, the pranamaya kosha is the layer of our breath and energy, our energetic being. Good. Okay, Stephanie, pranamaya kosha, what's that? It's the life force, the energy that pulses through the body Good. in the form of... Good. Good. Okay, Lisa, what's pranamaya kosha? It's our layer of life force energy. Great. Good. And Nina, what's pranamaya kosha? 
Pranamaya Kosha is the layer of our being that has to do with breath and the life force energy that animates us. Good. Okay. So we're set for the first two and the general definition of kosha. Now I want you to think about how these different layers, I want you to think about relationship and interaction. Okay, Anamaya Kosha, how do we relate through our Anamaya Kosha with each other? Well, we hug, we get massage, we, we wrestle, we make love. We, there's lots of ways that bodies connect, right? Okay, mm -hmm. how do we relate to others through the Pranamaya Kosha? Have you ever felt someone's energy when they walk in the room? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, without any words being shared. You just, there's a lot of, you know, sharing breath and sharing life force energy. Sometimes you're just like, wow, the energy just dropped and got heavy when that person walked in. Or, whoa, the energy just lit up and started zinging around and feeling really fun when that person walked in the room. So there's, that, that can help you, I think, understand these koshas when you think about relationship. Okay. All right. Monomaya kosha. What's that, Nina? Manamaya Kosha is um, the, the layer of our being that has to do with our mind, um, which is a, li a little different than the next one, which has to do more with knowledge. Right, right. Okay, so what are some examples of how we relate to each other through Manamaya Kosha? When we have conversations or share our thoughts. Yeah. You read an awesome book. You've never met the author but the ideas that you're learning through that book, haven't you ever been like, oh my God, I love you, and you say the author's name? Because the book yeah, is totally, mm -hmm. I do that all the time. Katie, Katie Bowman. Yeah, Katie Bowman, I love you. Move your DNA. Yeah, she's amazing. Right, so this is the way that, or even what we're doing right now, we're like, Patanjali, I love you, right? This is, his mana is being passed down, the constructs of his mind, through all of these years. So, and then I have a question about that. Go ahead. How does that, like, how is that different than, because I guess I, my understanding was that, that jnana is more like the wisdom than the, than the mana? How, how are those? Can you differentiate, make clear for us, like, yes. how those two are Yes, absolutely. Manamaya is more like, um, it, it, it's more the, the logic and construct. Like, aren't okay. we so thrilled with photovoltaic cells and all of the minds that got together to figure out how to capture sunlight and give us renewable energy more easily? You know, that's more Monomaya Kosha. And then if we think about um, Yeshua ben Joseph, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, right? That in just through the example of his life, not so much the technical legacy that he left, but the example of his life, and that, that's more of the Vyanamaya Kosha, where the wisdom of the way he lived or the wisdom of how he let his layers, his Koshas, harmonize and blend fully and offer, you know, a, a, a wise and, and fruitful life. That's more of the wisdom, sharing through the wisdom, right? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. That yeah. Make sense. yeah, yeah. And, and also, if you think about wisdom is different than book learning, right? Wisdom, you have to live the experience to get the wisdom, right? So, right. so that, yeah. So the Vyanamaya Kosha is really about that more, um, I've lived it, 
and I've digested it and it's in my DNA, that kind of wisdom, right? And that's usually going to be a kahuna, a spiritual leader, or just maybe nature is your biggest spiritual teacher. Or perhaps you think about your whole yoga practice as uh, that exchange of or that lighting up your Vyana Maya Kosha. But Monomaya Kosha is like, I'm so glad that person taught me how to make a good batch of popcorn. <laughs> right. It's just a little, yeah, a little more earthy and, and technical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Delara, tell us uh, Vyana Maya Kosha. What is, how, what's your short definition for that? Yeah, Vyana Maya Kosha for me is like your, is, it's, we, so in Palu Yoga, we study it as your witness self. It's your higher consciousness. It's that pool of wisdom that, that resides within each of us. Uh, that we can access. Mm, beautiful. And, and can you, can, can everybody get a sense of that, you know, the things we learn by sharing um, ideas and more structured um, uh, mind patterns versus observing the grace of another person and, and, and feeling how that shifts you on a deeper level, sometimes without even words? The difference, yeah. yeah, between the monomaya and the vianamaya. And you can even feel it in yourself, the part, you know, don't, do you ever get that sense of, oh, I love how sharp my mind is. I'm figuring this stuff out. When you're in the process of learning something or you're fixing something in your house or, you know, you're rearranging your furniture or whatever, you, and you're almost loving your own mind's ability to figure shit out. Do you ever get that? Mm-hmm. That's, that's you appreciating your monomaya kosha. And, and then other times when you're like really pulled back into your intuitive self and you're going, I don't think I'll call that person again. <laughs> right. Or, you know, you're, you're just quietly sort of observing and knowing from an intuitive place how to be more discerning, you know, and you're like, I'm going to remember that for the future. And you're feeling mm-hmm. that more in a visceral way. That, that's more of that wisdom kosha, the Vyanamaya kosha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lisa, give us the Ananda Maya Kosha. What's that? Um, it's your blissful self. And, and how can you describe perhaps moments where you felt that aspect of you light up or, or something that um, made you recognize? Just when, when you're letting go of any stress or um, anxiety and you just feel totally at ease with everything that's happening. Well said. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, we've all had those moments like, wow, isn't life weird? It's kind of weird, yeah. and, weird and wonderful. I'm really enjoying yeah. this ride. I, I yeah, kinda, even if, and it's not like everything's perfect. It's just like you're like, hey, like I, I can zoom out and see that, you know, there's more to it than just what's happening from day to day. It's, yes. There's more to me than this moment, basically. Yes. yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Excellent. I, I think we got a good foothold in both of those. So, so go ahead. Um, and then isn't it, isn't it that Ananda Maya Kosha isn't like, that's still just another layer. Like it's, it's still covering like who we truly are. It's like not the, not the end point Ananda Maya Kosha or am I wrong in that? <laughs> no, that is, well, see you're touching, this is beautiful, Nina. You're touching into the Kaivalya Pada that fourth chapter where where you're starting to look 
at how the soul itself is then connected to its source. And then that source of the soul family is maybe has its own source. And then that source has its own source. And how, how far does it fold back to, to the single source that we all came from? So then there are even more layers. Yes. But these are just the layers of like our, our being that's here. Yeah. It's like anything beyond this is just going to friggin' blow your mind. So let's just stop here at the end under my Akosha. <laughs> right? Right? And, and I think Patanjali is really, you know, smart about that. You know, and because at a certain point, if you're overthinking your origins, you really can't dig in and have a juicy life, right? Because you're just, it's like when you're in the car, if you're thinking too much, like I need to know how everything is working in this car. Stop, I need to take it apart and see how it's put together. You're, you're not going to enjoy the road trip, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but I love that you pointed that out. You're like, yeah, that's not the be-all, end-all. There's got to be something beyond that. It's like that chant where, where they're saying gate, gate. That gate is like the Sanskrit word for like beyond the beyond of the beyond of the beyond. It's like it would blow your mind to really get into the roots of where you come from. So, yeah, yeah. Never apologize. I'm I was going to say, Nina, never apologize for your questions. They're amazing. Yeah. I was going to say something I've heard once or read once that I really like is that the koshas help us interact with this world. Nice. So, like, if we didn't have the koshas, there would just be this, like, unknowable essence soul thing that we have that doesn't have any way of, like, interacting with the world around us. But the koshas help us interact with the world. That is so beautiful. Yes. And, under, and understand um, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, if, and again, yeah. if you think about, that was perfect, because we were saying, think about relationship, interacting, relationship, very similar words, right? How do I yeah. interact with my Anamaya Kosha? I hug people, I feed myself, I touch trees, I swim in the ocean, right? It's very carnal. Pranamaya Kosha, ah, yeah, I can feel how my energy is affecting other people and how their energy is affecting me. I can feel how I share breath. We all breathe out into the same atmosphere and breathe in partially other people's breath. I feel how we interact through prana. Mana Maya Kosha, I feel how we share ideas. We come together and we build things on this earth and we think of ways to better our, ourselves and we are sharing mind stuff. I get that, how we interact through the mana, through the mana. And then the wisdom, how we're, how we're learning to be better people and leave legacies of betterment and we're understanding what beauty is and harmony is. And yeah, that's Dhyanamaya Kosha. And then Anandamaya Kosha is really interacting with whatever our sense of God or source is and our, our just sense of the bigger picture and the, the ongoing flow of our soul self. And then if you think about the bayous more as your own like personal resource management, you sort of get the, the, the different perspective that the koshas and the values are offering us. Does that make sense? If you think about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, resource management is the values. I've got all this prana. How am I flowing it? Can I flow it in a more balanced way and be aware of what is the best way to spend this life force energy on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, good. Excellent. Well, um, we're done. So oh. I know it's bittersweet. 
So um, I am going to be sending you in the next week or so the instructions for getting your um, upgrade to the 500 hour certification level. Okay. And then <laughs> I know, woohoo. Uh, and then all Nina's the only one who hasn't done her workshop yet, right? Yeah. Okay. And I rescheduled mine. It's happening in two weeks, but I'll let you know when that happens. Okay. Happens, okay. Okay. Great. So. And I feel like, Nina, you've done so much. I've been to so many of your classes that, and I do want you to do the workshop and you too, Lisa, but I feel like I have enough trust in your ability desire to continue unfolding as a yoga teacher that we you can get your certification you know in the next couple of weeks and I I know I know that you'll get that done okay okay thank you yeah I want to do it I want to do a workshop I need to talk to you but um I think September because my my summer is crazy right now September's perfect sure yeah people are coming back to the island more than I think yeah maybe parents are more free because kids are back in school yeah yeah sure sure that sounds good all right, well, um, and everybody got the portfolio link for all of the videos. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and I always love to get requests for videos. You know, if you can, you know, if, you, if there's something that you want to see that's difficult to, to understand just in words, I'm, I'm always happy to make a little class video or hands-on adjustment video and send it your way. I'll just add it to the portfolio. Excellent. Okay, and then also, here's just a little bug to put in your ear. I know I've, I've talked to, to Lisa about this, but if you ever want to do a teacher training and you don't have um, another school to attach to or you don't want to go through the red tape of, of submitting your own curriculum, um, I have put together, with Lisa's help, a video curriculum along with all the printed materials I've collected over the years that makes it easy for us to co-conspire and offer a teacher training in your community where, um, where you have you know, the video guide and the, I offer you all of the, the tests and the outlines for the daily lectures and we can do Skype sessions and it's a 75-25% split for the teacher training fees. Does that make sense? It's, yes. a, it's almost like a little franchise. Yeah. And I'm going to do the first one with um, Jody Mahoney, who I think you met, Lisa. I think you met Jody. She's in Philadelphia. The name sounds familiar. I can't think of her face, but yeah, I'm sure I met her. Yeah, I think. Sounds familiar. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not. I, yeah. Anyways, she's yeah. doing her first <laughs> retreat on Maui in November, and then next March, she's going to be doing her first 200-hour teacher training with me. It happens in Philadelphia. She has all the materials. I tune in every awesome. other day for an hour with a Skype session with the students, and oh, it's going to be so much fun. Anyways, I, you're all, I think... Uh, well prepared for something like that if that floats your boat in the future. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, Jane. Sure. Thank you. Thank you all so much for being part of the program, and it was very fruitful. And I wish you the best. It was a blast. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look for that email, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Woo-hoo! Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Okay.